for downloading A Shot of Torah with Levi Cooper, a podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. For more original Torah content, visit elmad.pardes.org. This is Levi Cooper coming to you from Pardes in Yerushalayim. We've been discussing cases where the law is changed in consideration of somebody who doesn't know how to read Hebrew. And so far, I've shared with you three examples. The first example was that we, uh, when we call someone up to the Torah, we don't make that person read. We have a designated reader who is prepared, the te- prepared to read and will read without mistakes so as not to embarrass someone who doesn't know how to read. The second case was the case of Bikurim, first fruits. In that case, we said that the Bikurim that are brought to Yerushalayim, there's also a text that should be read, but in consideration of those people who don't know how to read, and therefore maybe wouldn't even bring Bikurim, they were so embarrassed. We said nobody reads this text, everybody is assisted in their reading. And the third case that I mentioned, the third case was the case of a chatan v'kala, a groom and a bride underneath the wedding canopy. That even though the chatan, the groom, is doing the mitzvah of giving the ring, the kiddushin, to the kala, nevertheless, the chatan doesn't recite the blessing, the rabbi does, out of consideration for other grooms who may not know how to read. I'd like to conclude this mini-series with a fourth example. Now this fourth example comes from Rabbi Avram Yitzchak HaKohen Kuk, Rav Kuk, the first chief Ashkenazi rabbi of the land of Israel, one of the great thinkers of the 20th century. And Rav Kuk writes in his commentary on the Agadot of the Talmud, he writes that there's another example that's similar to the case of Bikurim. And that is the set text for prayer. Rav Kook says that the truth is prayer is supposed to be an emotional outpouring of the soul. And that's really what prayer originally was. Why then do we have a set text? Because not everybody knows how to pour their soul out in prayer to the Almighty. And therefore, we have a text so that even those who don't know how to instinctively and emotionally pray, they will still be able to participate in the prayer endeavor. Rav Kook continues, and Rav Kook says, that somebody who does know how to pray might find this really frustrating. And Rav Kook acknowledges that frustration. And he says that the truth is, this is exactly what being part of a community is. If we're part of a community, then sometimes we have to compromise even on our own spiritual, uh, high, the spiritual heights we can, re- we can reach for the sake of the communal endeavor. So that even those who would normally know how to pray without a set text, they too are enjoined 
to say the set text. Sure, they can add their own prayers. But we tell those people, say the prayers so that everybody's saying the same prayers. So that this becomes a communal endeavor. So that we are praying, we are davening together to the Almighty. So that's a fourth example where we give up on something in consideration of those who don't know how to do it. My friends, maybe there are more examples out there. If there are, feel free to drop me an email and let me know. So I'm certainly interested in hearing further examples. But for now, that's all. To the Beit Midrash! Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. For more original Torah content, visit almad.pardes.org.